Jesus said, that's a hypocrite. And he's telling them why, because if you judge the same with the same standard, he says measure, the same standard you use to judge somebody else, that standard has a way of coming right back to you. Well, hello, everybody. This is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I thank you so much for joining me for Kingdom Rock Radio. Today's subtitle is Don't Judge Me, and it is part number six in the series entitled Can We All Get Along? Today, we're going to really dive into that topic. My goodness, so many people are known for judging others. But do you realize that Jesus said, judge not? We're going to talk about that and what it means on today's broadcast and then we will go into a part two of this message on next week so stick around and be blessed i believe you will really get something out of this now don't forget to go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org there you can hear today's message as well as the entire series don't forget to check us out on roku if you have a roku device look for the channel kingdom rock tv i believe that it will bless you richly all right, without any further ado, here comes today's message, and it is subtitled, Don't Judge Me, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, as you know, we have been in a series now. Um, this will be part number six today. We've been in a series now uh, uh, entitled, Can We All? Thank you so much. Can We All Get Along? We've been trying to answer that question, Can We All Get Along? Not just talking about here in the box, here in the church building, but we're talking about society. Can we all get along? God has words to say about that. Can we get along here in this box? Can you get along with your family at home? Hallelujah. Can you get along with your coworkers? Can you get along with those folk that don't like you and those folk that you don't like? Can we all get along? And we've been struggling and, and, and worshiping and, and just um, honoring the Lord, uh, getting an answer to this question. Well, the Lord gave me another word to give to you today uh, that I struggle with. I said, Lord, you want me to do what? He said, do it. You want me to do what? He said, do it. I said, okay. You know, he always wins, Gordon. Praise the Lord. So today, part number six, we're going to be speaking from the subject entitled, Don't Judge Me. Don't judge me. Turn your name, tell them, don't judge me. Now, let me tell you a reason why the Lord is, uh, is um, saying this, because he also told me that we're getting ready for the largest harvest of souls to ever hit the planet. Getting ready for the largest harvest of souls that will ever hit the planet. So many people will come to Christ. It is unbelievable. So first he puts his house in order in order to receive those that he's sending. Hallelujah. So one word is don't judge those that come through the door or those that you will encounter in your walk throughout life. I don't care if they have 20 tattoos. I don't care if they're so tattooed up you can't see their face anymore. Don't get hooked up on, don't get hooked up on, uh, on labels, skin color, or nationality, or uh, sexual preference, as they say. People are people. And God loves people. Are you hearing me? 
God loves people. How do I know that? John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him would not perish but have God said whoever and God says here don't judge them you don't know their story you simply see where they are but you don't see where they're going and if you judge them you put an a period at the end of that sentence you say this is final this is who you are and you don't know the whole story so don't be a labeler and please my god don't pay so much attention to that social media bleep 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 or your news broadcast because the news would tell you that everybody's racist which is simply not the case. Are you hearing me? In Christ, there's neither male nor female, Jew nor Greek. I don't care where you come from. You come from this side of the track or that side of the track. Whether someone drives, pulls up in a big old Bentley, a $500,000 car or whatever, and someone else comes up in a deuce and a quarter. Are you hearing me? What difference would that matter? They're a soul that needs to be saved. We become impartial. We become, I'm telling you, we sometimes we begin to judge people. You think he, because he's wearing a nice suit, he doesn't need Christ. And you see somebody wearing someone that looks homeless, you say, oh, you must need Jesus. He may have more Jesus than the man in the big suit. What I'm telling you, don't get hooked on what you see. God loves them all. And the moment we say you're evil, the moment we say you're rotten, the moment, the moment we say you can't be saved, you're going to hell because you're doing this and that and the other. You're doing this, you're doing it. The moment you do that, you put a period. You lower your gavel and you make a judgment. And judgment does not belong to you. Can I get some talk in here? Are you hearing many in the church world, many, unfortunately, not all, thank God, not all, but many, if they see two women walking on the street, holding hands will automatically condemn people do, or two men walking on the street will automatically condemn. Why? Are you hearing God loves them? He doesn't love what they're doing just like he don't like everything you do but he still loves you and he loves people enough not to leave them where they are but to bring them home so don't put a period don't put a stamp don't say you can't be this and you you're going to hell and this and that and the other when you don't have the power to do that but love them where they are I was uh, just in the movies. My family uh, went uh, to the movies uh, a few weeks ago, I suppose. And there was a couple standing uh, behind me. There was um, 
uh, well, there was a white gentleman there in front of me, and there was a, um, a black couple, a man and his wife, be, um, behind me. And so, you know, I don't like to stand in line and just stand there. I can't stand that. Who are you? Who are you? We've got to have some interaction. That's just me. Are you hearing? That's just me. I don't like that. You two feet from me, not even two feet. I can feel your breath on the back of my neck. We got to have some kind of words. Hello, how you doing? My name, and I, when I say, I say, hello, my name is Mark. Mark Stroud, what's your name? I'm not caught up in the title. Oh, I'm Bishop, how are you doing? Oh. <laughs> to the left, to the left. Are you hearing me? So I began to, um, began to um, get up a conversation with, with the young white gentleman in front of me, and we had a wonderful conversation. We just were talking up a storm, blah, 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 up to the time he had to go get his popcorn. Then, you know, conversation's over then. <laughs> so it's over then. We had a wonderful conversation, just talking to one another, da, 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 da. We didn't, I didn't tell him, oh, Jesus going to save you. He's going to heal you. He's going to deliver you. You know, I don't cast seed unless I feel the Lord urging me to. But I talked to him as one human being to another. We had a wonderful conversation. We didn't trade phone numbers, but I don't do that with anybody. You know, I don't like the phone myself, but that's another story altogether. Sometimes you got to, sometimes whatever. All right. Then the other couple behind me, young black couple behind me, uh, you know, they were looking all mad. I'm like, Lord, they don't want to talk. They were both looking mad. And what was going on over there? Well, what did I do? Hello, how you guys doing? And they just perked right up. Hey, like look at that smile and hello. They both just burst into smiles. And I found out that they had just come from from another movie theater uh, in Douglasville, and the lines were so long and out the door. They decided to come down to Carrollton, so they were kind of disappointed and going through all that stuff. I said, "Oh, don't worry." And we just start talking and going back and forth. Yay, Jesus! You know, people want to talk. They do. And when they don't, it's okay. Let them be them. Hallelujah. I will do me. Hi. That's who I am. Not all the time. Sometimes I'm, oh. Huh? <laughs> Are you hearing? Sometimes we can be social, really social, and you feel it great. Other time, you know, it's not the time. You need to go back and pray somewhere and just be alone. Sometimes people cannot be social because they have not had a long period. Hallelujah. I'm not sure who that was for, but um, praise God. So let's go ahead and get into the message today. I guess we're already in it. For the short time that we have here today, we're going to speak from the subject of don't judge me. Turn to your name, tell them, don't judge me. You don't know where I've been. You don't know where I am. You don't know where I'm going. Hallelujah. Let God be the judge. What is your responsibility? Love. Love. 
And as you feel the, the compassion of Christ, fill your heart, release his word. Love. Love. See, the problem is that many times we begin, you begin to sow Jesus, I mean, give Jesus to people who aren't ready. Come up. Are you saved? Are you saved? What? Hello, what is your name? You know, Bible says plainly, don't cast your pearls before swine. It's okay to meet people. Hello. Share the love of God. And then you can share with him your treasure. Oh, that's another story altogether. Well, let me say this. Let me say, I know in this culture today, a lot of people, especially, they don't even have to be dating. They're willing to share their treasure with, with whoever and wherever. Now, that's just putting it mildly, isn't it? They share their treasure with everybody. That's the sad truth. They don't even know your name. Share your treasure. Get to know him. Hello, my name is so-and-so. What's yours? Talk about some things. And then you feel the Lord telling you, hey, let me tell you, man, I've got so much peace in my life. Why do you have so much peace in your life? I'll tell you what, I just love Jesus. He's really blessed my heart. Well, what do you mean? You mean that carpenter that died so long ago that hung on the cross? Him? I thought he was dead. No, he's not dead. He's alive. You know what? He speaks to me, too. He does? He does? Yes, he does. You know what? May I pray with you? Well, well sure. And it begins. Let God give you the words to say as you meet your new friend. Let him give you the words to say. Let him give you the words to say. Meet a friend. Make a friend. Don't just toss Jesus around like it's some rag doll. That makes sense? Show yourself friendly. You'll make a friend. Amen? Start number three. Matthew 7, Matthew 7, verses 1 through 5. Let's go here today. Matthew 7, verses 1 through 5. And this is how it reads out of the King James Version. Are you guys ready? It says, judge not, Jesus Christ, of course, speaking, judge not that ye be not what? Judged. For with what judgment ye judge, uh, ye shall be judged. And with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you again. And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but considerest not the beam that is in thine own eye? Or else, or rather, or how wilt thou say to thy brother, let me pull out the mote um, out of thine eye, and behold, a beam, a two by four, is in thine own eye? You got a speck, you got sawdust in one of your eyes, and I've got this big two by four in my eye. The Lord saying, you got the nerve to say, how am I, let me help you get that out, when every time you hit, turn your head, you whack me in the head. 
Okay. Verse five, the Lord says, thou what? Hypocrite. First cast out the beam out of thine own eye, and then shalt thou see clearly to cast out the mote out of thy brother's eye. Look at verse number three again. He says, and why beholdest thou the mote or the speck that is in thy brother's eye and considerest not, consider not uh, the beam that is in your own eye. I love the way the Lord Jesus is, here, is being so descriptive. And in a moment, we're going to read this out of the Message Bible and really have a party. He says, now he says, this is the definition basically of a hypocrite. You see the damage or you see the problem in my life, but you are not considering the damage or the problem that's in your own life. Don't you know you can be so focused on tearing others down so focused on their problems or so focused on their failures, on their faults, that you completely ignore what's going on in your own life. Now, the eye, and I love the Lord for saying this about the eyes, because the eye is one of the most sensitive parts of the body. You may get a grain of sand in your ear and not feel it. You may get one on your nose and not feel it. You may get one or two in your mouth. <laughs> And still won't have one to there and not feel it. But you let that small grain get in your eye. You will feel it. It'll feel like a big old rock in your eye. And you got to go and wash that thing out. So it's not that they didn't feel what was in them. They know very well what's in them, what's in their life. But they choose not to consider this, not to pay attention to this and they choose to ignore this that's going on and go after somebody else. Jesus said, that's a hypocrite. He says, judge not. Say with me, judge not. Judge not. And he's telling them why, because if you judge the same with the same standard, he says, measure the same standard you use to judge somebody else. That standard has a way of coming right back to you. Are you hearing? Listen to the message Bible. Listen to how it reads. It says, don't pick on people, jump on their failures, criticize their faults, unless, of course, you want the same treatment. That critical spirit has a way of boomeranging. It's easy to see a smudge on your neighbor's face and be oblivious to, to the ugly sneer on your own. Do you have the nerve to say, let me wash your face for you, when your face is distorted by contempt. It's this whole traveling roadshow mentality all over again, playing a holier than thou part instead of just living your part. Wipe that ugly sneer off your, off your own face and you might be fit to offer a washcloth to your neighbor. Oh, I love that. It is very direct. Simply, the old people used to say, sweep around your own front porch before you try to sweep around mine. Right? It's really going to take all of your energy to get you together. It really is. Your energy, your time is going to take a whole lot of that to get you together. So in order for me to go over there and point a finger at you, that means I'm leaving my work, leaving this stuff undone 
and I'm going over there running, trying to help you out, and all this stuff is still undone in my life. And doors will close for you. Not convinced yet? Well, let's go to Romans 2nd chapter. Romans 2nd chapter. Let's look at um, Romans 2, verses 1 through 3. So here again, when you go out and the Lord used you to speak to people, see them as someone that God loves. God loves them. God demonstrated his love uh, to mankind in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He loves them. He loves them. Don't hold your face or your toot your nose up at somebody. If, you know, they're doing wrong, they're doing wickedly and evilly, don't do that. See them as an object of God's love. He loves them. He loves them. Are you hearing me? You say, well, I know my children have faults, but don't you talk about my children. They're my children. I love them. You bless them. You bless the parents. Right? By the same same token, God said, I know my creation got some problems. Don't talk about them. Don't label them. Don't cast them aside. You love them and help them come home to me. Right? Romans 2, verses 1 through 3, and it says, Therefore thou art, uh, the King James Version, therefore thou art what? Inexcusable, O man, whosoever thou art that judges. You're inexcusable. It's, you can't, there's no excuse for it. He says, for wherein thou judgest another, thou condemnest thyself. For thou that judgest doest the same things. Now you'll see a principle here. Whenever you point a finger at somebody else, you got three more pointing back at you. You will always notice in people what you despise about yourself. The harder you are on someone for something, that means that that is growing also on the inside of them. You find this. Remember the eye, the, the eye won't speck in it, other with the beam in it. Got the same problem in the same area. Once you point, you also reveal something in you. It's impossible. It's not possible for you to cast judgment on another person without bringing judgment upon yourself. Did you hear that? Let me say that again. It's not possible to cast judgment on another person without bringing your own self under judgment. This is why Jesus said, don't judge. Are you hearing? Now, all right, let's finish reading here. It says, for, for wherein thou judges another, thou condemnest thyself. For thou that judgest doest the same things. But we are sure that the judgment of God is according to truth against them which commit such things. And thinkest thou this, O man, that judges them which do such things, and doest the same, that thou shalt escape the judgment of God? Isn't that something? We point the finger and say, they're guilty, they're evil, they're going to hell, they're this and they're that. But don't you understand, you're guilty of doing the exact same thing. 
you may not have gone out and committed adultery, but you sure thought about so-and-so in the cubicle next to you. Right? You may not have murdered somebody with a gun or a knife, but you hate your brother and that makes you a murderer. Are you hearing? Thou doest the exact same thing. So whenever you pick your finger up and you cast judgment, you lower your gavel and say this person is this and that, understand you are also lowering the gavel on yourself. You are also condemning yourself in the process. Are you with me? Let's look at another. Let's look at uh, Romans 14. Won't be able to get to all today, but I think we're doing good. Romans 14, uh, verse number 10 through 13. This is out of the uh, New International Version. Are y'all getting this yet? Romans uh, 14, 10 through 13, it says this, out of the NIV. It says, verse number 10, you then, why do you judge your brother or sister? Or why do you treat them with contempt? That is to look down on them. Why do you do that? He says, for we will all stand before God's judgment seat. It is written, as surely as I live, saith the Lord, every knee will bow before me, every tongue will acknowledge God. So then, each of us will give an account of ourselves to God. Now, if we all can give an account to ourselves to God, why are you spending so much time talking about somebody else when you got your own stuff to deal with? Are you hearing me? Verse 12. Therefore, let us stop passing judgment on one another. Therefore, let us stop passing judgment on one another. Therefore, let us stop passing judgment on one another. Instead, make up your mind not to put any stumbling blocks or obstacles in the way of a brother or sister. Is that making sense? What are we saying here? We say, like the Lord said in there in Matthew 7, don't judge and you won't be judged. Don't condemn others and you won't be condemned. God has the final say. As a matter of fact, Jesus Christ himself is actually the judge. So when you and I judge, we try to sit in his seat. We say, slide over, Jesus. This one is mine. And I'm going to tell you everything that so-and-so has done. Where the gavel at? Why would you want to slide, try to slide Jesus out of his seat? Let's look at some scripture again. Then we're going to begin to close out here. John 5. Let's look at John 5, verse 22 and 23. What does it say? It says, I have New Living Translation. It says, in addition, the Father judges no one. Instead, he has given the Son absolute authority to judge. So that everyone will honor the son just as they honor the father. Anyone who does not honor the son is certainly not honoring the father who sent him. God has given Christ absolute authority to judge. Jesus is the judge. So don't kick him out of his chair. You do your job. You continue to love them. As a matter of fact, when you begin to judge I think I guess we have to stop there. When you begin to judge, we'll actually um, begin to be a judge and not a doer. 
If you're sitting in the seat of the judge, you're no longer doing what he's called you to do. Let's look at just one more. Romans 2, verse 16. Romans 2, 16. New Living Translation. And it says, and this is the message I proclaim. That the day is coming. The day of the Lord. The day is coming when God, through Jesus Christ, will judge everyone's secret life. Everyone's secret life. So that means I got to get myself together. I got to get myself together. I got to get back in obedience. I got to submit to him. I got to give this stuff all over to him because that day will come when God will judge it. We may be able to say, well, people can't see me. I'm in the dark. But, you know, nowadays that's a lie, too. You say, I'm just going to do this on my phone somewhere. Oh, somebody's watching you. There's somebody keeping a record of your browser history. There's no such thing as things hidden in this life. I'm going to take this picture with him over here, take a picture with him over there. Sooner or later, you'll find it stroll everywhere. Somebody going to put it out somewhere. There's no such thing as a hidden life here in the information age. Let me tell you that now. Conspiracy theorists, get your hat on. Here we go. Conversations being recorded. You got that Lexa. It's up to you. Praise the Lord. Or, or the, the other little Google thing that you say, hey, so-and-so, uh, Alsatia, uh, what time is it? And it's always listening. Always. And it does. If you go do the search, it's actually recording. They say it's recording and they send a little bit up and then they bring a little back. But they don't keep the buffer full. Uh huh. We're so great. We just want to get all this new technology, all this new technology. And now their TV's coming out with um, um, cameras on them. Say, because you can do all these things. You can you can speak to someone else from right from your TV. Well, I can do that from my phone, too. <laughs> Why you got to be looking at me? All the time. Them folk can turn them cameras on anytime they want to. Every time you pick up your cell phone, there's a camera looking at you. And just because you didn't turn it on does not mean that it's not on. Every time some of you sit at your desk, you got a little camera on your laptop or whatever, there's a camera looking at you. Every time every day you are living in that age right now so what I'm telling you get your secret life together and every you, you may hit that some people hit that uh, that incognito button I'm gonna hit this button over here so nobody can track my give me a break when you hit the incognito button it flashes up track this one track this one track this one track this one The things that you do attracts them to come to you. Get your act together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is nothing secret in this life. Maybe in the time when we had those dumb phones and when we had the rotary phone 
It took you 10 minutes to call home. It may have been a time when you had to wait for dial up. You had to wait for internet to be connected. You had to wait. You had to go to the library and pull yourself down a a book from the library or or go through the card catalog. Maybe then, maybe when you had to look through the microfiche, maybe then some things could have been hidden, but now not today. There is nothing hidden. Don't even try to drink that Kool-Aid. There's nothing hidden. Best thing you can do so it doesn't annoy you so much, your cell phone, take a piece of tape and put it across the front of your cell phone. You ain't looking at me today. Across your TV with that camera, put it across. You ain't looking at me today. You look at me when I want you to look at me. Well, that's another, I told you conspiracy theorists, put your hat, you can take it off now. Are you hearing me? You're living in the information age. Hallelujah. There are cameras everywhere. On the corners, streets, expressways, every day they put up more camera, more camera, more camera, more camera, more camera. It's everywhere. That's what they're doing down 20, Scott says. If they're not doing it, talk to Scott. (laughs) But I trust his character. So what are we saying? The greatest harvest, the greatest revival is is approaching us. It is knocking at the door. The greatest harvest of souls. And a father does not want his children to greet them with hmm hmm you come to my church hmm what are you doing in my church hmm. that's my chair get up from my chair <laughs> i sit there every week you can't you old cinnamon get out of my chair no you got my parking space get out of here you know but oh come on give me a break are you hearing me if you want your chair, get here like some others are. Get here early. And you can sit in your chair. Praise Jesus. I pray you've heard the word of God today. We better stop right there. Let's give the Lord a mighty hand of praise. Hallelujah. Father, we worship you. We adore you, Lord God. We, we celebrate you. We pray that you are blessed today by the ministry. Remember, if you would like to hear this message in its entirety and even hear the entire series, just go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org. That's www.kingdomrock.org. We will be so glad to connect with you. While you're there on the website, make sure to consider a financial donation in support of the ministry. And don't forget, if you're in the area, stop on by and visit with us every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. and Wednesday night at 7 p.m. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Stop on by. 
And don't forget, while you're on the website, sign up for Kingdom Inspirations. We believe it's going to be a blessing to you. All right, until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.